swimmers. I'm your host, Danielle Sperling, and welcome to Torpedo Swim Talk podcast. My guest today is 12-time FINA World Masters record holder and open water swimming champion, Kirsten Cameron. There you go, Hi, Kirsten. Welcome to the podcast. Hi there. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Where, where are you coming to us from today? I'm in Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the UK. It's up in the northeast. Up in the northeast. So is it getting pretty cold up there now? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, heading, yeah, heading into heading into Sorry, winter. Heading in. Yeah. Um, have you been able to swim much during lockdown in the UK? Um, yeah, I've been in the sea the whole way through. Um, and so, so pools closed. Um, it was the twenty fifth of March or, or thereabouts. Um, and so then I've been in the sea since then. Um, they opened briefly. I think they opened in end of July. But I, I was I had a swim. I was planning in August, so I didn't want to go into warm water before that. And so I went in in September, so I got like about six weeks before they closed again. So they're closed again now. Right. So back in the ocean. Yep. <laughs> and how cold is how cold is that now? Um, it's clinging on to ten degrees at the moment. Ooh. So yeah, so that's that's okay. But I've got I've got this staged progression. So I've got I wear I've got quite a thin wetsuit. It's a um, it's a neutral buoyancy one, so it's quite thin, and I've, I've got booties. And so if I can get to the end of the month with that, and then I've got a thermal vest to, that I'll put on underneath, so that's the next layer. And then when they close pools again now, I um, I actually bought a thermal wetsuit, but I'm saving that for January, February, March, So oh. <laughs> when it's, it's supposed to be at its coldest. So I've got my steps, got my stages. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Do, you tip, um, do you tip hot water over yourself at, in the car park when you, when you get out of the water? No, 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 I'm not quite no. organised enough to do that. <laughs> Although my, my husband on um, sat- yesterday, Saturday, um, a friend was getting, she and I were both getting changed next to each other and he was sitting in the car and he just said it's exasperating listening to us trying to get changed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're shaking? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, I've got, God, I've got my wetsuit off. And I'm like, I can't get my singlet on. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's 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 a trial. My watch thinks it's an, it's a completely separate workout getting dressed. <laughs> oh, dear. how far are you from the beach? Um, it's about Where's a fifteen to twenty minute drive. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, well, that that's that's the nearest one. But during the the main lockdown, I was actually going further up the coast to Druridge Bay, um, because um, because that was you you weren't you know it was very strict in terms of um, contact with other people. And so I just went where there was no one. Um, yes. And so that just sort of made it a bit, um, I felt a bit safer doing that. Well, not so much safer, but more just, um, I just, just, I just wanted to keep to myself and not risk anyone's wrath or anything like that. So. Yeah. When you do, do you swim by yourself when you're in the ocean? Um. <sighs> I was swimming with someone back in, in, in the early days. Um, we would meet up in Druridge and swim, and then we, we actually just we just stopped swimming together. And then, um, when, then when I started to swim at Tynemouth, there's a whole group of people um, who are – there's always people there. And so often you might hop in the water with someone, but I swim on my own because um, yes. most of them are, are non-wetsuit swimmers, so they don't last as, as long and – 
yeah, and I'm usually doing a full workout, so um, so yeah, I just swim on my own. But it's just like we get in together, right? Okay, I'll, I'll message you when I get out. So yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you get many um any sort of low lying fogs up in northern England in the water? Yeah, yeah, we had one actually not too long ago, and it rolled in while I was in the sea, um, and there oh, was. Wow. That was quite an experience. Um, I, I've, I've never had that happen before. It, it had been foggy at home when we went to the coast. When I went to the coast, I actually went on my own. And there, there were a group of people there. We got in and then I got um, – you swim. It's basically a kilometre. You swim from um, the ramp by the swimming pool, the out, old outdoor swimming pool, and you swim up to the church and back. And so it's a kilometre right. up, a kilometre back. And I, I just started coming back and I just sort of – I had a breath to have a look at the hills and it's like, oh oh my goodness, the fog's rolling down like really quickly. And then so it's like, oh, and so I started to head into shore and then I saw someone swimming and I just went straight over to her and she says, just just feel the waves. And so then I could see a, an outline of a surf. I couldn't see the the sand at all. I couldn't see the beach. I could just, I could hear the waves. And um, and then I saw a right. surfer. So I, I headed to the surfers, a group of surfers there. And then it was like, excuse me. Where's the swimming pool? He <laughs> <laughs> was like that way, oh, <laughs> and then I cool. ran into someone else, and it was a, a woman I know. And I sort of said, um, "I said, am I back?" And she says, "Yes, you are." And so then I just oh, went into shore, and I and, and the people had gone out with were they were back there as well. So we were, yeah, we we were all fine. But certainly it was um, an experience. And they, one yeah. guy was saying how he thought he was heading straight into the beach, and then he stopped, and he heard dogs barking directly behind him. So he was heading straight out to sea. Straight out. Yeah, it's mm. very disorientating. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope you don't have another one of those coming too no. soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> and you, you just mentioned a, a race that you you had coming up um, just when we were talking earlier. You said that you, you had one and you wanted to keep on swimming in the ocean. What race was that? Um, so it wasn't a race. It was just um, I just decided that I needed something to work towards through um, you know, through the through the first lockdown, and so I contacted a guy who does swims across um, Oldswater, so it's one of the lakes in the Lake District. So it's um, oh, okay. it's a bit over seven miles, so it's sort of like eleven and a half kilometres. And um, yep. and lakes, are, the lakes here, they can vary quite a lot in temperature. Um, and I was extremely lucky when I did it. It was twenty degrees the water, so oh, I do. So nice. yeah, yes. non wet, non wet suit, absolutely fine. But I kind of thought that if it, I would go as low as sixteen non wet suit, um, yeah. and so yeah, so I was yeah, I was very lucky, and so that was yeah, that was my goal. And then it was sort of like, oh, this is yeah, this is great. It was lovely. It really How long was. did that take you to cross cross over? It was over? Uh, two and a half hours. Okay. That's it was, quite a quite a uh, good speed. <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of had a goal. It's sort of like right, I know what I want to try and do, but then you've just got no idea. Well, you know, when you're swimming in the sea and you just yeah have no idea how well you're training or you know anything like that. So it's quite nice to actually do what I wanted to do. Yeah, and did you have a, a kayaker beside you or someone in the boat? Uh, a boat. So the guy who, who runs yep. it, so he he sits in the boat, and then because of COVID, he um, I was only allowed one person one support person on the boat so that, you know, they didn't obviously get close. And so just my husband was on the boat. It was just a, a, a low, um, just a, a yeah, low flat boat, but you sort of, um, yeah, just swimming on, staring at the boat and looking the <laughs> other way every now and then to check where you are. And yeah, so no, it was good. It was lovely. It was flat calm, completely flat. That's nice. Yeah. That's yeah. Really because good. the wind certainly whips up that lake. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. So, no, it was lovely. Oh, lovely. And how did you first get into swimming? Because I know you came to it quite late. Um, yeah, yeah. So How did that um, all come about? Well, yeah. I mean, I was always a good swimmer as a kid. We had a quite a large pool in our in our in our garden. Um, I grew up in a, a rural, you know, on a big farm, so that wasn't particularly unusual. Um, so I was always a good swimmer. Um, but I went to boarding school. There was no kind of follow through. There was no I don't know talent identification or anything like that. And so I um, swimming was a summer sport. You did school sports. You did the inter schools, and that was it. Um, but I kept I sort of I kept swimming. You know, I always used to swim once or twice a week through my 20s because, you know, I liked it. And I met a guy who just said to me, look, I think you should do something with your swimming. And so at the age of 30, I returned from traveling, doing quite a lot of, you know, the big OE and that sort of thing. And I joined a master's (laughs) club um, in my hometown, um, even though I was working in, in Wellington, which was an hour and a half away. And in Wellington, in, I I joined... In New Zealand. In New Zealand, sorry, yes. In sorry, New Zealand, Zealand. Zealand. yes, yes. So I came back, came back from travelling around, went back to New Zealand. Um, and I, I joined a gym that had a coach, and I just said to him, I want to break a world master's record. Well, he says I said that. I can't quite recall that. Um, but I, was, I decided I was going to go to the world master's, and I wanted to, okay. to win. And um, and he was just like, right, okay. And so he started coaching me. So his name was Cliff Threegold. Um, okay. And so this was t- 2004. And at the end of the year, I had gone, I, you know, I started off training a few times, 40 minutes before work sort of thing. And by the end of the year, I was doing five, one and a half hour sessions a week, um, which it actually right. was, you know, felt like a lot. And then at the end of the year, I had qualified for the Open Nationals. Um, and then Cliff had the audacity to move to Hamilton. And so I oh, then, no. yeah, <laughs> talked my way into um, Capital Swim Club, which was run by Gary Hurring, who um, was a, a, a top backstroker. He actually he won a silver medal at the World Champs. He was one of the youngest people to win a medal at one point. Okay. I think he was about 15 or 15 or 16. Right. Um, but his Olympics were Moscow, so he actually... Um, never oh, medaled at the Olympics, yeah. But um, I he he said he said he'd take me on. He said, but he had to justify taking me on over a fourteen-year-old because obviously I was well, thirty-one at this point. And um, he, um, I was only allowed to swim mornings. Uh, that was fine, suited me fine. I've never particularly liked afternoon training anyway. Um, and uh, so I did. So by then I'd had this big jump to six two-hour sessions a week. And then um, so that was that was all. You know that that was fine. I loved it. And I I was still working full time. And I um, I actually finaled at the nationals. And I also I qualified for the four hundred as well. So that basically then he said you can start. You know you can do some afternoons. And so I right. there were only two that I could do because they were five o'clock starts, um, five p.m. So I could get there from work. Just leave work ten minutes early. Um, yeah. And so, and then I went to the World Masters Games in Edmonton, and I swam my first open water swim there, and I absolutely loved it. Um, and then, so then the the end of of that year, uh, then the following year, I then swam at the New Zealand Open Water Champs, which and I then um, which was a five k race, and I. No, actually, I think I came second in that, and then, but that qualified me to go and swim in the Australian Open Water Champs in the 10k. And I absolutely love okay. that. 
it was in Manly yeah. Dam. And my, I've never, I'd never swum 10K before in training or anything. And it was in wow. Manly Dam. And it was, yeah, it was pretty cold that day. <laughs> but, um, but I got, I think I got sixth. And so basically that was the start of the open water thing. And I ended up, um, I ended up going to the world champs that year, but I had a cracked rib. I got bronchitis beforehand and I, I, and oh, I coughed so damn. hard I cracked my rib and oh, I should no. have gone straight home, but it was long, long story. But anyway, I didn't, I ended up going and I, I finished the race, um, the world champs came last at the world champs. Very proud of that. Um, oh, and there are a number of times I've had, I've, I've had discussions with people about sometimes it's better to DNF than come last, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 yeah, I stuck it out and, um, yeah, came back and realised I've got to stop working full time. Quit my job, went contracting, started, um, picked up my sessions, and then things just went, yeah, crazy from there. And skyrocket. Yeah, and I was on, went on the World Cup circuit for open water and all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, and that's that's kind of that's that's sort of how it happened. But I did actually end up. I left Capital. Um, I left Gary Haring, and I went back to Cliff. Cliff then started coaching me remotely from his hometown um just purely because I was having to train a lot on my own anyway because Gary's squad just ended up being focused around 200 meter swimmers um okay and so because the the Olympics were coming up and so he was just focusing solely on them and so um and I pulled out of the qualifying meet for the Olympics basically I just burnt myself out over training and so I had a break and then when it went came to coming back, it was just like the squad's just not for me anymore. And so then I went, I went, um, went back to Cliff, and that was. And then yeah, so we we stayed together. He's he's always he's still always helped me, but he, I just kind of learned to be a lot more independent through him. And then I eventually, you know, I was writing all my own programs, and then I just talked to him every now and then, and and that's just kind of yeah, that's just just where where it ended up. Um, and I yeah, I, I did another round of the World Cup circuit. Um, and what then, was that like going on the World Cup circuit? It's actually really cool. Um, they're really, you know, good bunch of people. Like you're traveling with them. Um, the racing itself's hard going. It's Is like it five or ten k, five to ten k, ten k. I never, I, yeah, I, didn't, I would have liked to have done a Grand Prix, a few races on the Grand Prix circuit, which are all real long ones. Um, but I just obviously money, you know, it's it's not it's not easy. Um, but the yeah, 10k, 10k racing I don't like I've got I'm a good distance swimmer but I the pack aspect of it I was never very good at it because it's pretty brutal and I just yeah it, it, it was it was pretty hard um but yeah but we yeah we had a lot of fun uh, mum came with me on, on one, one, a few swims, and and you know, yeah, we've, we, she and I've had a blast traveling around various swim meets, and and dad too. You know, they sort of took turns as, as to what they were coming to. Well, I'm going there. <laughs> no, I'm going. Okay, well, you can both come. <laughs> when when you mentioned the 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 pack and how rough it is, is that for the? Does that sort of stay with it the whole ten k, or is it mainly just at the start and at the finish? No, it's the whole way. The whole way. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Unless you yeah. get like the front pack. Like most of the time it would be about, I don't know, about 6K that I would get thrown out of the front pack and then I'd start to actually enjoy it because usually the second pack was a lot nicer. 
Um, right. <laughs> it's just, yeah, maybe people were tired by then. But, you know, something I just always make, you know, something would happen, like I'd get my goggles ripped off or I'd get hit in the head or, you know, I just wasn't brilliant at it. Um, and so, yeah, whereas I'm sort of, I'm much like these solo sw- swims are, are seem to suit me a lot better where I just put my head down and you're just in your own space and you just swim. It's, it's just great. Yeah. And you you did represent New Zealand though at the Pan yep. Packs in yep. Canberra, uh, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and, and then the World Champs were after, straight after that. The World Open were straight Champs. straight after that. Yeah. yeah. And yep. so when you were doing those swims for New Zealand, was the open water racing in the Olympics at that stage, or did that come in? Yeah, that was that was why I got the opportunity. Basically, was that they were trying to start the the draw through. But there was a right. lot of there were a lot of issues over open water, um, and the management didn't w- consider open water to be part of the same sport, and so it was yeah it was just it was quite it, politically it was quite a difficult time as well, and it kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth when you sort of feel that you weren't necessarily yeah it it just, it just wasn't easy. Um, it wasn't an easy time by any stretch of the imagination. Was that from the association in New Zealand? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they were more focused on their their pool pool swimmers, swimmers yeah. And there was sort of yeah, like, well, who are these people water. coming through who you know who aren't that that great in the pool, and then suddenly they're here on on a team doing open water because people just didn't understand open water. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It, I think it's it's been publicised a lot more in the last few years. But it must have been tough right at the start. I think that was, you know, a common thing across, uh, definitely in Australia as well. It's, it's a, now a lot more publicised, and we're more aware of the people who are going for the open water champs. And yeah. it's very hard to get into as well because they only take. Oh, the Olympics is the most political selection criteria out. It's ridiculous, and so you got to take it with a grain of salt if people do end up, you know, because, and what it is now, it's like you're yeah, 25 people. And I think I think this yes. is what it was. This is what it was at the last two Olympics. And the at the first qualifying meet, the top ten. If you got two from one country in the top ten, both people could go. If you got oh, one gosh. person in the top ten, you couldn't send anybody to the secondary qualifying meet. So that was it. So then the secondary qualifying meet, it was the top ten, one per country, of right. those that are left, and then it is the one from each regional each region after that, which oh, the regions okay. are Oceania, Americas, Europe, Africa, and Asia. Right. And so Oceania, that's sort of, you know, New Zealand, Australia, and New Caledonia and the islands. But yes. um, the problem is, is that, again, this is sort of the un- lack of understanding around open water swimming, is that some countries wouldn't let people take the regional spot. Like New Zealand, New Zealand's criteria, they, put, they applied pool criteria. So if you didn't get... Oh, okay. So you could have got in the top, you, yeah. If basically, if you didn't, like one, like Cara Baker, she was our, she was our top top swimmer. She came after me, and she, she got, she had a top ten finish in the five k, and she got, I think, about twelfth in the first meet, and so she missed the top ten, and then in the second meet, she got the Oceana spot, but she wasn't allowed to take it. Because um, Swimming New Zealand said no, you don't meet the pool criteria. Right. Okay. So and what was she, the pool criteria that they wanted her to meet? I think it was like I think I can't quite remember actually. I think it had to, it was a ranking of um, I think it was like top 
top oh, 15. Like so she didn't get top, top 15, 15 in that race, yeah. but she had in the first race. So it was, yeah, yes. just, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's all very disappointing. Yeah, uh, it's it's very it's very yeah it's it's and twenty five people is so few as well. Yes. I mean, a lot of open water races you're doing, you know, even not in the World Cup circuit, you're going to have sixty odd people. So I don't understand that yeah. that, that limit either. It's it's all very yeah. Strange. Well, hopefully moving forward, they're going to be able to you know enlarge the um the participants and and maybe make a fairer way for for people to be um um. To qualify, yeah. to qualify yeah. for it, yeah. Because yeah. it, it, I think, it, I think at the last Olympics, Australia only had one. I, I, I think um, they only had one person in the ten k, but I might be wrong. They might have had two, but it, it did seem very unfair. Yeah, I can't, I can't have, remember. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't remember actually. Yeah, I remember sitting watching it. I was watching it actually. I was watching it on on my screen, and there was a friend in London, and we're talking away, and and then there's a girl. Then I was actually talking with Cara at the same time on Messenger, right. and then her internet, yep. her internet, oh not her internet, the television coverage stopped. So I've got my camera, my phone at the at the screen, live streaming it for her until her until it came back on in Australia, <laughs> so she could see it through <laughs> through Messenger. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Mm, yeah. Oh. It's not. It's really nice the friendships that you make through um, swimming, yeah. master swimming, particularly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and that's you know that's how I ended up um, uh, swimming for 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 a Melbourne swim club was just through you know through meeting people and um, yeah, and then and then, yeah, and it's yeah, it's great. It's great. You just just these swimming networks are, are wonderful. So. Yeah, I mean that's how that's how we met, isn't it? Through, yes, um, yes. Obviously, you were living in New Zealand, but you came over and did some meets here and swam with um our club, and yeah, yeah we yep. were very happy to have you on our, particularly <laughs> on our relay teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a sprinter, but I did my well, best. Well, <laughs> I think you put in a good show, a very good show. <laughs> yeah, yeah sprint, uh, sprinting's and, not my thing. And what was the uh, the first FINA World Champs that you went to? Was that the ones in Sweden? Uh, no, it was actually San Francisco. So I'd gone to Edmonton to the World Masters Games and then the next year oh, mum and I went to uh, San Francisco but then that was where I went on to the Pampax and then to the World Champs and that was where I, I got sick was was in, was in San Francisco. Um, and well, I'd, well, I was getting sick on the way over and, oh, God, I can remember the, the feeling the feeling like my – it felt like my rib popped. It was just uh, – yeah. Oh. Anyway, moving right along. Um, and then, yeah, so then the, the ones – actually, no, after that was Perth, 2008. Perth, 2008, yeah. Yeah, and then Sweden was 2010. And so there was uh, mum, dad, and, um, my, and my partner, Mark, who's my husband now, um, we all went – we all went together, a lovely family holiday. Um, oh, and then, lovely. and yes, yeah, so that, that's where I met uh, Julie Astley, who was Rob Wilson's sister. Oh, yes, yes, okay. Yeah, and, yes. yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, Sweden was, Sweden was, yeah, Sweden was a lot of fun, actually. Um, oh my goodness, the pools were so, the area around the pools was so hot, and, um, and there was, um, there weren't very many toilets in the pool buildings. They had to in, end up going out and getting a whole heap of porta loose because obviously master swimmers in particular <laughs> needed the toilet a lot more. And so, um, yeah, it was, but it, it was good fun. The pools were separate. You had one, an indoor pool 
in town and then the second pool was actually out of town and it was an outdoor pool. So it was kind of, yeah, it was a bit different. Um, whereas San Francisco, the two pools were back to back, which was um, really great atmosphere there. That was at Stanford University. How many pools were there in Sweden? Obviously, uh, so, Yeah, so there were, there were two. So you had the, the main pool in town, which was an indoor pool, and then the second pool was about a 15-minute um, uh, metro ride or um, tram ride out of town, and that was an outdoor pool. And it was kind of, it was sort of where I actually met Julie was it, they wouldn't let you, they closed the pools about three days out from the meet and you couldn't, you couldn't swim until the day before the meet, which was sort of like, oh, but where are we going to train? We've all, we're all arriving. And so they gave us the name of a couple of pools and I went to one, um, a 25 metre pool out of, out of town um, somewhere. And that's, that's actually, Julie turned up there as well. And that's how we met. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously at FINA World Champs, you can only enter the five events. So what were the five you entered? Oh, all the freestyles. 51. Freestyle. Yeah. Yeah. There's no 1500 at World Masters, unfortunately. So it was 50, no. 100, 200, 400, 800, and then the 3K open water. And the 3K open. Yeah. Yeah. And so you came away from those with, um, what, five gold medals? Um, I was trying to think. Actually, yes, I did. I, I didn't. I pulled out of the 50 because the 800 was first and then, yeah, the 800 was first. So I broke the world record in that. And then oh, I'll tell you, at the end of that was the last race of the evening. And so at the end of the race, people who were racing the next day had all come in because they wanted to try, wanted to get a practice in the pool before the next morning. And honestly, Oh, I, I'm yeah. looking around the pool and it was just like all these men getting ready to jump in because it was men's day in that pool the next day. It was just like, it was like, I'm going <laughs> to drown here. You know, you, <laughs> we're just all pouring in. But yeah, the hundred was the next day and somehow I won that. I still don't quite understand that. And then after that, it was the 200, which actually was my best race um, of that meet. Okay. And that was back in the indoor pool. And I raced Claudia okay. Pohl. And oh, I didn't wow. actually know who she was um, yes. at that time, but I beat her. I, I won by two wow. hundredths of a second, but I hit That's the wall amazing. so hard at the end of the race, I nearly, well, I nearly dislocated my elbow. I ended up with a chondral bruise. Unfortunately, oh. Julie's a, um, a physio, so she was there and, and helped me straight away. But I have oh, had, I, I did have some long-term, I've had some long-term problems from that. But it was, yeah, it was definitely, that was the, the highlight of, of, um, of the meet. Of the meet, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. And looking back over all the world champs that you've been to, what what was your best swim? Like, what was the one that you look back on and you think, whether that was a gold medal or a world record or a PB, what was the one that you sort of um, had the fondest memories of? I actually think it was probably that two hundred. Yes. Yeah, I think I think probably. The best meet I've had where my races were, most of my races were the very best, was the out games in Wellington, you know, where okay. sometimes you just have those times where you're training, everything just goes like clockwork, you get in there and you race the best you've ever raced and it's like everything falls into place. Yeah. And and I think the out games were definitely, the 1500 and the 800 were definitely those moments. And you, think, you did yeah. break FINA world records there, didn't you? But yeah. they wouldn't recognize them no um it, that's another political thing um <laughs> and a bit of misunderstanding and a bit of controversy um right 
Masters meets are supposedly sanctioned by members, and that and and so Swimming New Zealand had sanctioned this meet, but then when FINA got the details of it to ratify the records, they said, "Well, no, we won't accept the ratification of this, of the yeah, the, the sanctioning of this meet," and the reason being is be, it started back in I think two thousand and five. We're at the World Masters Games in Edmonton when quite a few records were broken, and FINA basically it wasn't one of their meets, and yes. so they just said anything with the word games in it is not is not we're not getting um, money from it. So there's no um, no we won't accept any records from anything with the word games in it. Right. And so that's just yeah that that that's just kind of how it is. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, you can look at it cynically they say it's because you've got unregistered swimmers swimming but that's not true from the out games anyway because everybody had to be registered um yeah. so it's just yeah just one of those things and swimming new zealand um sorry new zealand masters sort of they didn't they didn't stand up and fight them and that was kind of it was sort of like it was just one of those things that after that i, I actually really lost um, lost my way for a bit. It was sort of like, well, what was the point? Understandable. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's when you know, Julie said to me, "Well, why don't you draw, join um, my brother's club uh, in Melbourne?" And so that, and then that kind of gave, brought a, a new lease of life again back to swimming, yes. sort of meeting with a whole different group of people. And yeah, it was really, it was just, it was really refreshing. Yes, but you you didn't actually live in Australia at all, did you? You just no. came over to compete, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just a three-hour yeah. flight, it's, it's, you know, it's quite yeah, easy. Yeah, it's so close. <laughs> it's, it's actually quicker than for us flying from Melbourne up and up to um, Darwin. Exactly, yeah. It's much quicker. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have you back any day, Kirsten. Excellent, excellent. Well, I was coming back in May, but look what happened there. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, they just cancelled the, um, the nationals. Yeah, I just got that email. It's like, yeah. okay. I think, yeah, 2022. I'm beginning to think that might be optimistic as well. But uh, Yeah, well, let's hope we get a vaccine and things move back to a bit of normality. Some form of normality, yeah. I just wouldn't mind seeing yeah. my parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. I know, you wouldn't have seen them for a while. But are no. you on Zoom with them each week? Yeah, yeah. We have a, a weekly, yeah. well, Skype. Zoom's a bit beyond them. So Skype, um, yeah. So, we have yeah, we have our weekly Skype sessions. But, um, yeah, they, they were over last year. I'd gone over... 2018 and then they came over last year and then I was going to go back in May via Melbourne they were very excited about the trip to Melbourne actually were they uh, yeah 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 they were they were really looking forward to it <laughs> um and then obviously that didn't happen um and so now we're just like mum says oh I'm coming next year and I'm thinking yeah, I'm not sure you will but hopefully um dad said he wasn't going to tra travel over again to to the UK so that's right. kind of unfortunate but um yeah yeah no amount of convincing seems to seems yeah. to be going it's anywhere a long, long trip it's a very long trip it is it is it is a long yeah. trip um but um I mean they had a great time when they were here yeah um so yeah dad went on a few rail trips and um we went to France dad's written a book about where I grew up the the history of the okay. the farming on on the coast it's on the east coast of the North Island. Um, right. And so he did a bit on the geology and there was a guy in France in Lille University who, who wrote about the geology of the area. So we, we did a trip there um, to visit this guy. But I didn't get to use, swim in the pool because I try and swim wherever oh. I go, swim in the pools. Yes. And um, yeah. I write reviews on Swimmer's Guide. But, oh, okay. Yeah. Obviously, I haven't written a review for a while. No. <laughs> no. Can you write them about your um, open water swimming? 
Or no, no, it's only swimming pool. pools. It's yeah. just, yeah, just purely oh, swimming pools. Yeah. So, yeah. And with um, with the swimming at the moment, obviously you're swimming outdoors in the ocean, but how, how often are you training at the moment? Like how many um, times a week? Yeah, six, six days a week. Um, I'm yeah. still doing that. Like at the start of lockdown when it was so cold, it was, you know, max half an hour and you couldn't do more than two days in a row really because it just it's pretty tiring. And so now I'm, you know, through summer I was doing, you know, like an hour and a half in the sea, so that was good. Um, and then backed off, I'm doing just a bit over an hour at the moment. But if I can keep that up until, you know, well into just, you know, getting an hour through December, I'll be, I'll be happy. And then I've got – and then I have a, a pool in my backyard um, – I bought at this sort of a, just at the start of the first lockdown. So it's, you know, four metres by two metres. It's 80 centimetres okay. deep, which is not quite deep enough, but well, it's almost <laughs> deep enough. It's sort of, it, it works okay. Um, I've sort of, I did a bit of cosmetic surgery on it to stop up some of the overflow holes to give me a couple of extra inches depth, which helps. Right. Um, and, um, and so, because when you're in the sea, you can't do things like drills or kick. Um, and so I, I do that in my pool as well and I've, yeah. I've, I've just got a heater for it so I've been swimming in it unheated all through summer um in a wetsuit or well, through the middle of summer I was non-wetsuit but now I've started you know had to have a wetsuit as well <laughs> right <laughs> it's too cold in and, there. and you you mean you te- you got the harness on um yeah you know? I, I just tether it yeah. I just tie it around my ankle tether it. yeah yep and then to the to the frame at the back, and so you yeah, just swim on. Just just it's just a bungee basically. It's just a, a, a bungee, a, yeah, yeah. bungee. So and do you yeah. do any um any dry land sort of strength work as well to go along with that? Or yeah, I was typically I do two um, gym sessions a week, um, but then in lockdown I I increase that to three, and I've kind of got quite a lot of gym equipment now of my own. I mean, I had some basic stuff, and then I bought a little bit more, then a little bit more. And I've even got a squat rack. Nice. <laughs> so the dining room is now my gym room and Your yoga gym room. room. Yeah, yeah. And so I increased yoga. I was doing yoga once a week, but I'm now I'm now doing it three times. Um, and that's on Zoom, so that's really cool. It's like a real little network, which is which is good. That's lovely. So, I think that's yeah. been a good thing that's come out of this whole um, lockdown experience. There's a lot of things like where you've been able to connect Zoom, like yoga. I was doing Pilates and yeah. you know, lovely yeah. little communities. And it's really nice to connect with people that way. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is because, you know, I mean, I sort of I knew some of the people at yoga, whereas now it's sort of like actually we know them all really well and it's it's just it's, it's, we always have a good chat beforehand and everything. So it's, it is really good. Yes. But in, in between um, when I did go back into the pool after the Oldswater Swim, um, because pools, you know, you've only got an hour or say 50 minutes by the time you get in and out or 55 if, you, if you're quick. Um, there was a squad uh, uh, in um, sort of a mix of well, just adult squad and that was training for, uh, 5.45 to 6.45 in the morning. And so I started doing that um, and so I was doing that Monday and Friday because the Tuesday, Thursday sessions were just completely fully booked. They're fully booked all the way through to Christmas, even though they're not right. happening anymore. Um, but um, so I would do that and then I'd get out. To start off with, I, I hopped in my, I'd come home and hop in my pool. But then what I started to do is I'd get out, just throw a robe over me, jump in my car, drive down to the university pool and then hop in the university pool for the for the seven to eight session. And I could get 55 oh, minutes in. Yeah, so I get That's 55 cool. minutes in. 
um, in that pool. So I'd have an hour there and then 15 to five minutes. And then I'd come back and I'd jump in my pool for 10, 15 minutes just to remember what cold water felt like that day because obviously the pool's <laughs> quite warm. <laughs> so yes. it was sort of like I didn't want to get out of the habit of, of feeling cold water. And so that, that's what I was, do- I was doing. And so, yeah, so that sort of worked. But it's quite different oh, when man. my pool started to get quite cold. It's, my, it's colder than the sea. Um, yeah. And so swimming non-wetsuit and that's quite a, you know, but that's okay because when you get out, your house is one metre away. And then yes, you're inside, right. it's like, yes. So you're, you're inside in a nice warm house for the after drop as opposed to um, you know, swimming in the sea, non-wetsuit. In a, sometimes the tide's really low and it's a long walk up the beach. And I, I'm kind of scared about the cold wind, you know, walking up the beach and getting back to the car. And you've only got your car to keep you warm. Um, yes. Yeah, and so it's, yeah. yeah. But I've, I've, I've got back into it. Um, I, yeah, I've, I've, I've was doing, I did non-wetsuit, non-wetsuit Saturdays now. And so, um, yeah, back up there. Because most of the people I swim with are all non-wetsuit. Well, the people yeah, I see I like down. We're, we're a group called, um, it's Tynemouth Outdoor Swimmers. So they're called Tossers. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, so most of the Tossers, you get a lot of people who just wave frolickers. And that's, you know, that's all cool because yeah. they're, you know, just sort of residents there. So they see everybody coming and going. And then you got, um, and then you have the, um, the uh, various serious people who spend a long time in cold water, um, and then yeah, then there's the yeah, the pool swimmers who've who've migrated to the sea, but like me, who've got no choice. So it's a really good, really good brat bunch of people. So yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, good to have a good community around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It's actually it make it's made a really big difference. When I moved to swimming there, it certainly it just was a breath of fresh air. Because when I stopped swimming with the guy I had been swimming with, it was you know, it's kind of lonely in a way. But I mean, I was in contact with lots of people and, and one of them had tried to get me to Tynemouth a few times. And then when I actually turned up and I was kind of, I, I didn't want to because of the whole, I thought there's too many surfers, um, you know, too, it's too public because I was worried about being seen swimming and it being bad. But when you get there, it's like, well, actually this is fine because everybody's doing it and everybody's fine with it. And this time around lo- lockdown, everybody's absolutely fine because I think everybody's worked out their level of risk and the fact that, yeah. and we're we're encouraged to exercise out, outdoors, and so this is just part of that. So I think everybody's quite accepting of it. Um, yeah. So it's yeah, it's all fine. So, do Do yeah. you see yourself um, swimming at any more World Masters games or FINA titles? Um, to be perfectly honest, no. Um, I mean, the last one I did was. Um, well, the attempt for the art games to the previous one. So, yeah, Sweden was the last one that I did. And then um, with what happened with the art games, I kind of, you know, that did just sort of break my spirit. And I was thought, well, there's not much point going to a World Masters again. Um, I was contemplating going to a World Masters Games just to spite Fina, really. But <laughs> but I actually I never <laughs> got there. And then um, I think just basically my goals now, I mean, who knows when swim meets will actually – be on again and so having got back into open water I've got you know uh, some goals I want to do now just back with just me in the water um because yeah. I, I did race I took I ended up having a couple of years off the best part of two years of not racing I, I was swimming in the Netherlands um a lot and I'd, I'd done the their long course champs a couple of years ago, and I had a really bad meet. The year before that, I, I'd had elbow trouble. Um, 
And so I had a, I got tendinitis in my elbow. And so I had a, a PRP injection, platelet-rich plasma, and so that took a while to recover from. And then I went to the Dutch Masters, and I, I did all right that year. And then the following year, I went back thinking, well, I'll do much better than last year because my arm's so much more healed. But I was under a lot of stress at the time, and I, I, had, I don't know if you've ever had that sort of moment where you stand on the blocks and you suddenly think, I don't want to do this. You know, and I, I just didn't want to be there. And I had a really bad meet, and that was sort of basically I stopped. I didn't do any racing. I did a couple of open water swims for until January this year when I went back to the Dutch short course. But in a way, I was a completely different swimmer because I just feel I just didn't have that desire. I didn't have that fight, that killer instinct in me anymore for pool racing. And so I went yeah. as a completely different swimmer in a way. And it was very relaxed and it was really fun. Um, obviously, I didn't swim particularly particularly well we didn't swim anywhere near as fast as I had but I did break a world record which was quite a shock well, I think that's good. <laughs> but it wasn't the, it was in I broke it in the 1500 but it was the 800 the split oh, was a world okay. record but the um the 1500 and it was sort of like I got I thought I don't think this is my race anymore the 1500 so that was sort of like quite interesting <laughs> it was yeah. a very interesting experience but I thought right I'm gonna flog this horse and I'm going to go, I entered the long course for May and I entered a, a meet in, um, in, in Norway in March and obviously both those got cancelled. And so then it was sort of like, okay, maybe the pool swimming is over now. And so so that was it. You know, so then I did Owls Water and then it was like, I want to do two-way Owls Water. So next year I want oh, to do a two-way swim. I want to do um, one-way Windermere. Um, yes. So it's sort of like probably do one way Windermere, two way Oldswater, and then a friend in Jersey um, is trying to get me. He wants me to swim Jersey to France, um, and so that's tempting. That's that's yeah, that's how tempting. Far is that? Jersey to France. To be perfectly honest, I don't even know. Um, right. It should be about five and a half hours. Hang on, I'll okay. just check it. Jersey to France swim, um, but it's just a little bit warmer and not quite as. Um, it's 18, 14 to 18 miles. There you go, 14 right. to 18 miles. I don't know how yep. what that is. And so about 32 kilometres, I guess, 30, 25 yep. to 30 kilometres. Okay. That's the thing, they talk in miles here, which is really, it's really yeah, strange. Yeah, that's really hard. Yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> a, friend, um, a friend of mine, she came from the Czech Republic and she was saying how, you know, going out for a bike ride and it says five to, to the nearest town and then it turns out to be miles she's like yeah. what is that that's so far <laughs> yeah yeah it is I completely get yeah. it yeah. and then um there was also the a group organizing the Capri Napoli swim in 2022 so I'm hoping to do oh, that yeah yeah we had some people from um from here doing that yeah the uh, Capri Napoli yeah it sounds like a good swim yeah warm water and that's what I like. Yes, yes. <laughs> but with you've all this, a channel, co- oh, I was, sorry, I was a, say, you've done a, a channel crossing, though, haven't you? I've, I've done, done a relay, a channel a relay, relay, yeah. a relay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would you ever look at doing that solo? Uh, yeah. If I, you've got to do a fi- a six-hour qualifying swim, and that's in fifteen-degree water, fifteen and a half, depending on who you go with, or sixteen degrees, but. I, okay, that's fine, but I can't just swim up and down for no purpose because then all I'd do would think about how cold I was getting. So if I could do a qualifying swim without, you know, with it having a purpose, then I would consider it. 
Um, okay. But it's quite, you know, it's it's another one of those things. It's quite it's quite diff- it's quite political. It can be quite expensive, and you've got to try and get a boat. And it's you know, it's sort of yeah, it's quite uh, yeah. I, I, I yeah, maybe maybe. Never we'll say see. never. No, never, never <laughs> say never. What actually, what I'm thinking about now, I'm thinking, well, if I'm doing all this swimming in cold water, and if I can do 15 minutes in my pool when it's below 10 degrees, why don't I look at doing an ice mile? Which oh, is, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what everybody's response has been. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect you to say that. <laughs> no, no. Um, you can do an ice kilometre as well, so I thought maybe I'll just target that. But that's um, right. five-degree water. And I figure it may yeah. take me three years, it may take me five years, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to, I may as well try it and just sort of see. And someone said to me, they go, yeah, that's don't, you know, don't rush it. You've got all the time in the world and you said, get through a winter of sea swimming and then decide. And so it's all right. Okay. Yes. I've got no choice. I've got to do a winter <laughs> of sea swimming. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Is this the one where they, they chisel out the little um, laneway of ice and you swim along? Uh, well, you can. I think that water's probably yeah. colder, colder than five. There's two guys where we are, where um, at Tynemouth, who who've both done one. And one guy, he said the water was like probably four point nine 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 nine. Um, but it's yeah. It, but the, the other guy, he was like, yeah, you can definitely do it. And it's like, what? He said, you, you're fast enough. You've got the advantage of speed. I was like, I'm swimming in a wetsuit out here. He goes, yeah, but a, you know, I'm thinking, actually, that's a good point. I do still get cold out here. The wetsuit, all it does is delay the inevitable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's certainly, I think, actually, on because the sea was a bit rough on um, Thursday, Friday, so I actually did a full training session in my pool both, both days. And on Friday, when I got out, put the covers back on and then came inside and was just getting you know, getting a few things organised before I took my wetsuit off. And and then there'd been about best, about 10 minutes and suddenly my hands started hurting. My fingertips were hurting so much. Was oh, like, oh, circulation's God. coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I have just got a heater for my pool so and, and, a, and a new pump to make it. Yeah, so hopefully um, that, that will just take the edge off it and help get me through winter. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds really cold. Before I let you go today, I just wanted to ask you, what is your all-time favourite pool set, so a swimming set that you Ooh. would do in a training session? Have you got a favourite that you always come back to? Yeah, I do. I've got two, actually. I love yeah, um, what? I love a descending interval, and there's one that I do. It's a standard one, and you can mix it up into a whole heap of um, – you know you can cut it down or whatever but it's the essence of it is eight 100s off 125 eight off 120 eight off 115 and so you can mix it up and do four and four and four and then four four and you know six and eight so it's quite a quite a fun one but that's that's just you know you, you, your aim is just to make it and um yep. so that's I, I really like that one and then the other one was um it's a set of 200s off a descending interval and so the first one, say you might do the first set, you might go 250, 245, 240, 235, 230, and then a 200 easy. And the next time three, you might start on 240 down to 225. And then the third time, if you're feeling like you're having a good day, you might start at 240 <laughs> and try and beat 220 on the last one. And so that, yeah, right. I, I, I like those. I like those sorts of things. Yeah, I like those too. I did. Yeah, I don't. I don't like morning. VO2 max. Not those times. <laughs> yeah, don't like the O2 Max. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So when you're out in the ocean, are you are you doing little sort of um, efforts like for 100 metres or do you just yeah. do a continuous swim? Yeah. yeah, no, I do. I do. Um, I do do a, a try and do a training session. But I mean, the only problem in the sea is you've got to keep going because um, if yeah. you, you stop. So sometimes if I'm doing hundreds, I'll just be counting, like I'll just count 100 strokes because I figure with turns and everything, that's going to be roughly 100 metres. And then I might yeah. do, say, 20 seconds easy swimming or whatever and and then do, you know, so I'll do four 100s and then a bit more easy. And then other ones, I use the landmarks where I am. Um, so we have where you swim, you, you start off and then you've got the museum, you've got the hotel and then you've got waves and not waves, um, oh, I can't remember the other, the yellow building. And then you have um, yeah, yeah, sort of like, yeah, the museum, the hotel, the yellow building. And then you've got Waves as the cafe up the other end, then the church and then the rocks. And so it's just sort of like it's roughly 300 metres from the pool to the museum. And so it's, you know, just those sorts of things. And so you just do little sets around that. Um, and yeah, some days I will just do straight kilometre, just do straight laps, bang, up, bang. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it's, yeah. But it's just um, – I think it's it's the, the the getting changed is um, after swimming is is the hardest part. The worst part of the whole swim it's not getting in yes. in the sea. It's getting dressed. <laughs> it's getting dressed afterwards. <laughs> yeah, my watch thinks it's a whole separate workout. <laughs> <laughs> You're standing there in the car park, trying to yeah, talking away and. Um, and, I, and my husband said yesterday there was a, a friend of mine. She we're trying to get dressed, and he was just he was said it's exasperating listening to us. <laughs> it's like I can't because I've got a dry robe, right? So it's quite big, and so you disappear into the dry robe to pull put your you know your tops on, and it's like I can't get my singlet on. You know, I just could I could not for the life of me find the the armholes in a singlet. And then you know, and then there's all this grunting, and then 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 Susan's like, "Oh, I've got my wetsuit off finally." You know, it's it's just yeah. it's all happening. Oh yeah, totally. And then you feel exhausted. Oh. Yes, then you go home and have a nice cup of tea. Oh, yeah, exactly, a hot one. I have about three of those with yes. me in the car. Yes, that's a good idea. It's the best thing after open water swimming. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kirsten. It's been lovely getting an insight into your life and your swimming and um, really wish you all the best with your training going forward and all the swims you've got coming up. And thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been it's been great fun. Yeah, thanks. We'll see you soon. Okay, hope so. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, bye. Bye.